Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Wobegon a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Jeff Goodhind, Le Raven, Ryan Byrne, Rachel Brownhill, Chad Wiley, Paul Richardson, Doug Bostick, Cooper Dukes, Jay Honzi, Mark H, Disaster Nick. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to the Q&A special of Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing going forwards? What? Well, we have a new, we have a new person, we... you see, so I have to sort of spell it out, because otherwise people might go right. back and go, this is strange, oh, yeah, this they're is... not here. So... Yeah, but almost everyone else is the same. I will be in this episode only as Quizoptric Act Amsterdam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I tend to only experience time in a linear fashion anyway. So. I mean, this is the weird thing about recording out of order, because we've had Helen for a little while, but yeah. technically this is the first one that people are going to hear that uh, involves Helen. After her introduction. Yeah, I mean, the D&D yeah. fifth ed. 
Come on, mate. Oh, I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously like, better. Properly hear me. So long as story a short, we have, yeah. we're actually answering one of the questions, which is how how badly out of sequence do you do? Really badly, yeah. like, really, well, really phenomenally so badly. Of, not until recently. This is this has been a particularly uh, interesting kind of sequence that we've the done. The story is always done yes. in order, yeah. but yeah. things like the specials and the Q and A's and the intros and the metacasts are just well, whenever. That's Apparent, true. Yeah, it's been apparently, very humans have a real issue with story if you just do it in an order of like prime numbered episodes and then reverse engineer it. People yeah. just get weird about it. Alex, Alex schedules in base four. <laughs> I don't understand that joke. That wouldn't change the order. <laughs> Bryn understood that joke. I disagreed. understood it just about. Also, one of the really interesting things about prime numbers is they're prime in any base. <laughs> one of the really interesting change. things anyway. about prime numbers. Helen, welcome <laughs> to the show. Hi, I'm a nerd. That's what people come to us for, no. Helen. <laughs> Have you not heard me doing simple maths, some yeah, to also, our listeners? Brent, we're all no, nerds. that hasn't happened yet for them. Uh, but, <laughs> no, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's, no, that's hours in the face. Since I joined. <laughs> I'm bringing everyone back in the room now. No, Sorry, we're, we're answering a question. I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely being answered. <laughs> the question isn't, are prime still prime in different bases? <laughs> <laughs> the question was, Alan. Yeah. So, bringing it back. Thank you for the listener who wrote in bringing with it that. Back. We are going to be answering people's <laughs> questions who have been messaging us. and questions about the show? Because that's quite narrow. No, no. <laughs> Some of them aren't about the show, so I bet you're feeling silly now. We've all got lots of different interests. So this question from Aaron, does do primes fuck... No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to dive straight into these. So, first question, which I believe... I'm just going to jump in. We're just going to jump in. Uh, it's been asked by a bunch of people. Uh, Helen, this is a question directly for you. Is Rusty Quill Gaming going to have a fourth player? Yes. <laughs> wow. Is wait, she. who is? Oh, wait. <laughs> Surprise. I thought you were just here to herald her. Yeah, I just sprung out of the cupboard. <laughs> She's always been here. <laughs> yes, it's she super, super exciting. Just wearing a James suit all this time. <laughs> yeah, I just unzip James and beneath it... Like a mm. like a phoenix from the ashes of a human body. You may fail. <laughs> you may fail to remember Helen from such specials as. <laughs> no, no, they remember me. Just, just not, not um, whatever his name was. Yeah. I've, I've I have no idea. Who you were. <laughs> I generally don't know if you've been no, serious was, on that it, anymore. It, 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 it was awfully unremembered. Yeah, awfully, yeah it was. Awfully. So to answer by far our most asked question, yes. Hello, Helen. Yes, You hello. exist, you are real, and you will be joining us henceforth. Oh, that's so that's so affirming. Thank you. Although <laughs> it's very peculiar to me that we've already recorded, like, and this is again jumping the gun, we've, we've already recorded like 10 episodes with you or something by this yeah, stage. Yeah, this, this whole thing is very confusing as an introduction. It would be a weird if during this episode Helen learned that she wasn't joining us. <laughs> like, well, look, we had your probation, but... It was honestly, not, oh, none, of us, none of us had the heart to say we weren't recording. <laughs> We just, we just let that play never out. Been. We've never been good at conflicts. <laughs> All of your neuroticism about the levels. <laughs> just for show. <laughs> so, this, this, obviously this answer now is going to sort of preclude a few other questions which have been cropping up quite a lot. Does this mean Zolf is going to imminently be returning or, more importantly, Brutor? No. Ba- basically that. I'm not playing two characters and you can't make me. I would love to have you, you, you have just Brutal used your Elias voice to say that though. <laughs> Statement of Zolf Smith. <laughs> all I'm saying is I still want to do a side quest involving only Ben's characters and all of Ben's characters. <laughs> but no, Zolf is not One the return. One day when there's a massive recording clash or there's snow on the tracks and only Ben makes it because he's used to there being a difficult journey so he comes anyway <laughs> and the rest of us stay in our London homes. Guys, it's Patreon content. We, we need special content for the Patreons and I, for one, am paying into the Patreons specifically to hear Ben tortured. <laughs> <laughs> So this also sort of leads into another question, similar version of, you know, everyone was very sad when Bertie passed. I don't know why. He's awful. Don't get me wrong, the context was awful, but frankly, Bertie was a monster. I think they were sad that Jade was leaving. Yeah, we we were sad about... (laughs) I think a lot of the, the Twitter comments were like, yeah, fine. Oh, James is going. Oh, oh yeah. you know. Aww. Humans and their emotions, it's always in the way. Um, <laughs> but here's, here's an important question. That's a thing to say, I think. <laughs> Someone, so, one of our fans finally used the hashtag, but we respect his craft on Twitter the other day. It made me so happy. <laughs> I saw it and thought of you. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question for all of you, because I can answer from the sort of campaign level. Is anyone going to tell Zolf that Bertie's dead? I Does anyone think- intend to? Sorry. I don't know that Zolf exists, really. <laughs> so. not, not, nor do I. 
and Sasha would really not think of that. Yes. <laughs> in the letters so so if you subscribe to our Patreon you'll find that there's special content which Zolf wrote but didn't send those letters were never sent uh, letters to the rest of the oh, gang that's a thing actually I never made that clear I did write those letters uh, so yeah. they weren't like committee written So um, and, and at some point I am going to write a letter that Hamid will actually send to Zolf uh, but I haven't I like the idea that it takes like three years to write, and by the end, it's like five thousand yeah. pages <laughs> long. The thing is, is you haven't heard these episodes yet, but just let me tell you, stuff is going down, guys. <laughs> Hamid is it really doesn't have the emotional energy to get back in touch with Zolf uh, to the point we've got to yet. But may- maybe it will happen. I mean, Spoilers. I mean- Alex has made us all really sad. Oh, so that's not a spoiler. That's just normal. (laughs) Every show has to have a clear sort of theme. Yours is misery. Um, (laughs) um, This does actually lead to another question, which is uh, in a a similar vein. Would someone please give Hamid a hug? That's an official question that someone submitted. Just give me a sec. I'm now speaking into Bryn's mic because I'm (laughs) hugging him. (laughs) That's very cute. (laughs) I think that I do... I, I, but spoilers hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see cool. if Helen's character maybe gives Hamid a hug at some yeah. point. Or maybe listen out for that, guys. <laughs> it could just be to stab you in the back. Maybe my character is another evil one. That mm. seems that seems very likely. No, yeah, yeah. Yes. Who knows? Now I'm going to head into a bunch of questions now, which is people asking exactly the right questions, but getting really disappointing answers because they're basically the setup for this season. <laughs> Example. According to Bertie, if he failed, he'd be sent to the Flaming Poo dimension. Does that mean Brutor's taking over the family name and, and all of the rest? It's like, well, that's, that's, that's none of your business, what <laughs> I'm going to be doing with that. I'm sure you'll find out, and, and you, you'd do well to remember not to ask questions until the appropriate time. Although, uh, another question is, Alex, have you bought a copy of Pugmire yet? <laughs> this, this, you would do well to ask questions what? at the appropriate time. What's Pugmire? Pugmire is D&D, but everyone is a dog. Oh! <laughs> oh! I'm going to be a Labrador. <laughs> I think we actually, mostly got Helen in for her reaction. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, um, on that note, um, Video Gamer UK are doing a good Pugmire actual play. Um, people remember from the um, New Year's special last year. Alice Bell guested on that. Yes, yes. And she's Ooh. yeah, and she's doing stuff for Video Gamer, which is a. Uh, a Pugmire play. Awesome. Yeah. Love Alice. I'll listen to that. I can say now we're definitely going to do Pugmire at some point. Like I'm, I'm happy to go out on a limb and say that one. Yes. Um, so I now, I now have a uh, question specifically for Sasha, which we sort of answer, so we'll have to dodge around some spoilers, which is, um, it's sort of a gameplay slash story one. Is there a way of reversing being undead? How are we going to manage this? How are we going to deal with this? Blah, 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 blah. Hashtag spoilers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the one thing that's not spoilers is Sasha doesn't know. Uh, and neither do I. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the dealing with uncertainty is uh, <laughs> unsurprisingly possibly going to be a thing for at least for me. Alex may know. Um, Alex always knows. Even when he doesn't know, he pretends he does. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a linked question to this, which I'll let you answer. Have you been made undead to nerf you since you were kicking butt for so many episodes in a row? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we did actually have a chat about that acrobatics feat being overpowered. Mm-hmm. But the the fun thing about playing Sasha and the rule that I've stuck to since the beginning uh, is that she does dangerous things that could get her killed. So taking a feat that was kind of OP, but also, if it fails, has huge consequences, is sort of... Part of it, like it's weird that Ben's had so many characters come and go, um, <laughs> and none of them died. None yeah, of them have died. True, true, but like I from the beginning was like, this is a fun character to play, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna while I'm attached, like accept the fact that playing her true to herself might get her killed horribly. So accept that she'll probably die, but she hasn't yet. From from a GM perspective, no, making you undead wasn't an attempt to nerf you. Um, like as as a rule, I tend not to use the game to modify how people are playing. Mm. Like in an like someone is doing something problematic, I will use story to change them because it tends to go wrong. Because if there's anything that I've learned with players, it's that if you lay out a path for them, that's like this is a better path. They'll burn the path, take the bricks, build a house, and then just live in the house for the rest of the campaign. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to like all he has to do is make 
enemies that are immune to sneak attack or Bingo. piercing damage, which is basically all we fought for quite a while. <laughs> so it's basically what you're saying is, no, it wasn't to nerf Sasha specifically. It was just part of that general policy of you know, generalised cruelty that you have towards your <laughs> Yes, uh, inflicting yes. misery is the goal, not yep. not inflicting Again, guys, mechanical Helen's disadvantages. Again, guys, still quite new and doesn't know this thing, <laughs> so I'd appreciate a small amount of candour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm now listening to the episodes as they go out, so I'm getting a really good good flavour. Oh, I mean, I, I should... Your rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have recorded all of those things. Because like... who left that tape player on? <laughs> <laughs> Why does it keep turning on by itself? Ooh... <laughs> Again, Helen's here for her reaction every time. Well, it's just I really, I really like the Magnus Archives. What if the tape players are like their own sentient? Okay, beings? okay, th- this okay. is okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm going to manhandle right. this back so, onto the podcast. Magnus subreddit. This has just become. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no crossover. Although, actually, I would no really, really like an archival uh, game no where Elias is the GM. And then has all the other players. Stop! Got stop! About a good, actually, this a good is not size. a pitching oh meeting. Great. This is not a pitching meeting. This is not a pitching no, meeting. No, it is now. So, okay, yeah. what I was thinking is. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I don't. I, think I, I don't should... listen to the Mang Sarkos. I don't get any of this. That's the correct. I, I don't think correction it should be to say. Wait, I think it should be Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> well, yes, but also I think Alex just said that people shouldn't listen to the Mang. No, no, no. I'm saying you should only engage in your own product now. So. I'm going to jump onto another question because otherwise we're going to d- dive down a, 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 another side hole. It has a certain number of friends. So I hate these episodes so much. Then why do you keep doing them? Yeah. Because everyone else doesn't. Um, so here's a question. When can we expect Bertie's ASMR podcast, See Here, Young Man? <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah. I maintain he can't do ASMR. It's more like ASMR. Like he's not a quiet individual. Yes. Hey, Hey, young man. That's a pretty good impression. I mean, yeah, I'm here for that. (laughs) That's what happens if you spend years (laughs) locked in a room together with no outside interference. Instead of like, it's all the crinkly things. He's just clanging on his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Clang, clang, clang. Young man. Clang, clang, clang. You clang. So I'm just going to take you through the. uh, what it takes to put on a set of full plate armor. So first we have this buckle. <laughs> the thing you don't guys don't, don't realize is that there's so much editing that goes into removing all the disgusting noises that come out of James's face. James's face come out of all of you humans. It's a problem. Stop meat it. Bags. I mean, I, I, leggings, <laughs> windy meat bags. I mean, I'm 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 not great, but what James, come on, James. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> sniffing and coughing and just. So I just think, now over to our sports correspondent, Windy Meatbags. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. If I could have replaced James with a complex set of bellows, I probably would. Okay, let's. I think James is a complex set of bellows. <laughs> wait, wait. Aren't we all? <laughs> okay, okay. I've got to get this you out of my brain. Stop it. We're not doing it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to dive into story-specific questions. A lot of these are going to have unsatisfying answers. I apologise, but I'm going to get through them quickly. Will we be more learning more about the fall of Rome in future arcs? Yes. Oh. Does the cult of Hades help contain the Roman undead, or do they try to make more? Stop asking questions. You'll find out when you're ready. Ooh, uh, oh, I Hades. had a question. Mm-hmm. Why is the okay. You should have sent it in then, Brynchen. Oh, I did, I did send one in as well. Oh, right. We'll get to that later. Um, That's a good question. I... Uh, my question now, though, is why is the cult of Mars called the cult of Mars and not the cult of Ares? Yeah, we were talking about this because I'm super into my classics. Yeah, he's a, like... he's a Roman god, so... Yeah, maybe. And Romans it's... are bad. Yes. However, none of you made a sufficiently high knowledge religion check, so we'll just have to find out in due course. Oh. Uh, get him thinking things through. What he means is he forgot the difference. Yeah. No, 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 one of them's Greek and one of them's Roman. I'm pretty certain of that. Which is which is kind of arbitrary. <laughs> In, in this world, it's, it's not really arbitrary not arbitrary. <laughs> They've got two entirely different conceptions of the Trojan War and like the whole the whole myth. Uh, but in the world we're in, also one is the historical good guys, and one is literally the historical definition of evil that everyone has rejected. Which is which? Uh, Ro- Rome are bad. Are bad. Oh, Rome's bad. Greek good. Humans got dark magic, almost destroyed the world. Meritocrats came and went. Bad Romans, we're going to destroy the Roman Empire, and humans aren't allowed magic anymore. Was Julius Caesar a warlock? I don't know. Probably. Mm. That's a good question. 
Stop asking You'll find questions. out. Stop asking questions. <laughs> you know what? I'm changing the title of this to Stop Asking Questions. <laughs> so this is a this is a special not Q and A. Season the season it's, two Q and A is Q and deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, season two Q and A renamed "Get Good at Queuing." Yeah. yeah, it's all good. You take the Francis Urquhart kind of. Uh... Yeah, exactly. So, another question: Are we going to get a spin-off about Brutor and his magical talking sword? Stop asking questions. We've been over this. There will probably be a Pugmire at some point. Maybe I'm just saying. We're yeah. we're hoping that maybe James will come back for a special guest appearance and uh, play Brutor in a game of Pugmire. But uh, that's that's will... a long time in the future if it ever happens. I can confirm that James has already been scheduled for uh, cameos in other projects, so he's not gone forever. But uh, that—that's—that's that's an announcement that no one in this room knows. Wow, what a face! No, I think I've just worked out which project it is. So, another question, which is another one where you're gonna uh, the entire episode. No, you don't get answers. <laughs> Does Karl Marx exist in this version of the year eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know the answer to that question. Yes. Yes! <laughs> However, um, this is followed up by, I can only lament the fact that we'll now never get to see the spectacle of he and Bertie stumbling upon one another. <laughs> That's fair. I'd like to have watched James explode in that one. <laughs> I can say I don't think I can bend the story world enough to make that meeting happen. Oh, we've just been assuming that Flaming Poo Dimension is literal, and it's not just loads of ideas that Bertie would find difficult <laughs> to handle. And so he's actually just in a dimension it's where just a series of philosophy of less, seminars. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not hell is other people, Wait, it's just hell is poor people. So what you're saying is he's going to be sent to the bad place? <laughs> I should watch that. It's, it's really excellent. good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very enjoyable. So here's a question for everyone now that we can all moan and lament about. Just how far answer. behind are the episode releases versus the recordings at this point? Ve- really, really far. Yeah. We're probably, what, eight episodes? I think we're now past ten. I can't Ooh. answer this question because in my head I have to keep track of release schedules, multiple edit schedules, and record... Like I. I lose track. I don't even know what episode has come out this week that we're recording, I mean, so not I'm not the person to answer. That, as far as callbacks, I tend to be calling back to things that were about eight weeks prior. No, <laughs> it's your excellent memory lid yes. and your comic timing. <laughs> well, it also varies a lot. Like, so we, in theory, we record every two weeks, and in a recording session, we'll record three or four episodes. And so, you know, therefore, we produce episodes slightly faster than we release them but then sometimes we take recording breaks Mm. which sometimes will just mean missing a week but sometimes mean missing like a whole month Mm. and obviously Mm. you know if we've had lots of recordings recently then we build up a huge backlog and if someone's gone on holiday for a while and we've missed three recordings in a row then we run through that backlog so it varies quite a lot exactly how many episodes ahead we are and so for example just after James left, we had a recording break, and so the episode, the final episode with James, was like two mu- was like recorded like four months ago. Yeah, that's sounds Whereas about right. Whereas the first episodes with Helen were recorded a month ago. It, like, it, like not things specifically it's, it's recently got schedule. very warped. Yeah. So from our perspective, Helen's yeah, the, been around for ages. <laughs> from your perspective, she's only just arrived. Yeah, the, 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 the season one. break also means that we record episodes out of order, so it gets way more confusing for us too. Yeah, but the story is always recorded in order, yes. so it's kind of happening as it happens. So sort of linked to that, we've got the question of um, how do you produce this many shows regularly with high quality like how does this work given that everyone has a day job well alex nearly killed himself in the early days Didn't. doing it all single-handedly he made himself very, very stressed also yeah. through, ex- through exhaustion through exhaustion yeah. <laughs> no so yeah like early days it was hard i won't lie i did a lot of 110 hour weeks at one point you're just you're, he's yeah. such an idiot honestly he's such an idiot. I, uh, it, and, i'm and not remember, suggesting people do not do this, this at home and this yeah. isn't that thing that really annoys me where people are like you know when they come into work and they're like oh i only got like five hours sleep last night because i was doing this thing and it's like don't brag about that that's, yeah, that's terrible. terrible what are you doing but now things were working really really nicely and smoothly and there's two We've assembled a crack team of awesome people bingo so the first thing is we have a team of editors thanks editors who yay very much so are doing a a massive amount of work uh there's five of them at the moment but that team's going to keep growing etc and they are working across multiple shows multiple cuts and so on and they're doing an amazing job and they never get enough thanks so i always make a point of thanking them wherever possible thank you yeah thanks ian and ed 
uh, for gaming. It has up to this point yet been Ian and Ed. Thank you, Ian and um, Ed. Additionally, um, we also need to start thank our latest addition, which was Lowry, our producer, Yay. who has been doing things like scheduling recordings and coordinating the editors because as we make more shows, it used to be that I would produce them all. Well, now there are other people producing them. And to answer a question that's come up quite a lot, but we've never actually explicitly answered, like, our like as a company getting into the sort of nitty gritty, we have a sort of list of ideals, I suppose. And one of them is we're trying to make something where people who are traditionally, I say traditionally, that's terrible, but yeah, people who are often excluded from this industry by virtue of personal circumstance or something can actually get back involved. And part of that really simply is making something where eight hours a week maximum commitment, if possible, is sort of what we aim for everyone so that people can do it around their lives. Do you have kids? Okay, great. Come work with us for these eight hours a week. Of course, that means there's a lot of admin because, you know, instead of having two people working full time, we have like 20 people working for eight hours and it can get a little bit crazy sometimes, but it isn't an accident. And the main way that we manage to make lots of stuff is people are really dedicated, like unreasonably so, and in a way that quite frankly astonishes me even now. Also, Alex built a studio in his spare bedroom, which helps. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There is that. There is that. <laughs> it, it helped that those things aligned. Um, it means we're not recording next to a fridge. But again, let's thank Martin for the fact that I recorded just in Martin's flat, our, our techie Martin, in like his corridors and just on his dining room what table. For far too long. Yeah, well, so, sorry. What was wonderful as well is he really loves both shows. Well, um, yeah, him and Sarah him tried so Sarah, hard. And so they spoiled. would sometimes like avoid their own flat because they didn't want to hear what was happening next in oh. in gaming or Magnus. Uh, and so they were massive like, thanks to both of them. Like, they're, they're yeah, thank incredible. you, Martin and Sarah, for putting up with a lot of incredible people. Uh, again, back in the early days, Alex basically emotionally manipulated every friend he'd ever made yeah. into somehow helping with yeah. his podcasts. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, wow. And this, but, is, this is why entrepreneurs are how they are. You know? it is, look, it is your fault for having emotions. <laughs> Jumping on to another question, which is still sort of into the production side, so we'll try and get through it quick. Um, is there going to be season two merchandise? Yes. There will be some merch involving the party before James's untimely departure. And then there will be start of season three merch as well. I, so there, there will be merch, yes. I want branded daggers. I, <laughs> I, want, to see, I want to see Grizzop. I'm really excited to see what Anna does with Grizzop. Mm. Just really excited about it. <laughs> I, I can't wait, wait for new group shots with the current four characters we've got. Who, just, one of whom we haven't even met yet. Oh. Oh, I want to talk about what I want already, but I don't want to give away any spoilers about what I am or who. Or <laughs> so. In fairness, um, at the end of last season, you did meet Azu. We just haven't really spent any time with Azu. You declared your undying colleague love faith, I believe. <laughs> you entered into a contractual thing like a marriage. Yes. <laughs> I believe that's... I that's... am all of your wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I, I'm such a good wife. <laughs> Got an axe and everything, everything you need. <laughs> it's what I hear humans are in a wife. Big axes. Yeah. Turns out LOL OMG is just one happy poly couple net. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> so, Fanfic rolls it. <laughs> So I'm now going to start jumping into, we got a bunch of specific questions that are less of the ones that we get quite a lot, you know, how do you make this and so on, which totally legitimate questions, but now we're getting into real specific ones. So you're going to have to bear with me. Bryn, how big slash small was Hamid in his dragon form? Basically the same size. Um, so that was me taking some liberties with the rule system to create cool story uh that shouldn't really have happened but i just decided it would and alex didn't stop me which it means he was fine with it um so think of it as like a like a partial it's sort of similar to a werewolf in the way that he actually didn't fully turn into a dragon he just got slightly bestial so a couple of joints would have sort of popped and reformed maybe Aww. in that horrible werewolfy way uh but yeah he would have been more or less the same size as he is normally uh which is according to his character Three foot two. So he didn't lose or gain any mass. No, very much. <laughs> That'd just be ridiculous. <laughs> like in an animorphs alternate plane. No, or a, or a or a Harry Potter animagus who, where they completely change their mass. I mean, no, we're he... in a world where enlarged person exists. We don't yeah. get to we don't get yeah. to criticize. No. Uh, so no, yeah. no, you're, you're really big, just very hollow. 
I don't think I ever got over the horror of them describing in Animorphs how what happened to the additional mass that gets lost or gained. So well, whilst, whilst we discuss the nuances <laughs> of that... All of the flesh goes into an alternate dimension and what? hovers around. I do not what? remember that. Okay, and I'm going to engage with this spaceships. over the break. Sometimes <laughs> spaceships go through your mass what? and then you can't change back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. So, are we finished with Animorphs? Are we done with Animorphs? No! Yeah, will we ever be done with Animorphs? I don't know if I'll ever be over it. Question for Ben. Ah! Hello. It's a a double-barreled one. One... How do you spell Grizzop Drick Act Amsterdam? Okay. A question that would be much better answered on our forums where you could just type it well, out. Well, no, to be honest, Bryn, how do you say Grizzop Drick Act <laughs> Oh, you beat me to my Incorrectly. <laughs> uh, so Grizzop Drick Act Amsterdam is G-R-I-Z-Z-O-P-D-R-I-K-A-C-H-T and then Amsterdam. You can look that one up. And what does it mean? Uh, so it means um, that he is from the eighth clutch in Amsterdam. So Grizzop is his first name, and then Drick. At, well, Drick is like I, I wanted to come up with like a goblin version of Von, or you know um, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So it's basically Grizzop of eight Amsterdam. So depending on where you're born, you get the city as sort of your surname, and then the clutch number. Did you use a specific language to? Like, is that one you made up? I made up Drick. Yeah, look, because okay. goblin. You know, I was just trying to. <laughs> Okay, I have a question then, which is for me specifically. Alex, why don't I ever let nice things happen to the characters? Why can't I let them be happy? This yes. was my yes. question. Yeah, yeah. This is, is the one I asked. Oh, no. is oh, yeah. it, is it <laughs> which, because which... we have too much fun and you need to create an emotional also, voltage? I have to say, very kindly, Bryn asked this in the forums and was worried it wouldn't be answered. So <laughs> one of our forum <laughs> users... Replicated the question so it came from an audience member, which meant that Alex <laughs> that, had to deal with it. That made me so happy, guys. There are two reasons that I never let any of you be happy. Okay, reason number one is that you test me. <laughs> you test me so much <laughs> and so often. It is your own fault, children. <laughs> yeah, we're just no, we're just acting out because you know you're our. And number two, Universe I do do nice things for you. You're on a plane with air, water, <laughs> food. None of you is locked in like an isolation plane. Okay, like as far as I'm concerned, this is what happiness looks like. <laughs> oh God! I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> now I am. But we to... respect his craft. <laughs> I don't think I do anymore. <laughs> I just want the respect. Right. Uh, I'm going to jump on to a new question, which was addressed to me, but I think I'd be more interested that everyone else answers it. And this is including you, Helen, because we have had a bunch of recordings with you anyway. Oh, yeah, no. So, have I ever been genuinely flummoxed by an in-character decision? I'm curious from the outside looking in, has there been any decision that you made where you were like, either A, this will completely throw a spanner in the works, or B, one where I just reacted completely differently to how you thought? I, I don't know I think maybe when Zolf basically didn't want the legs I think I trailed that quite I don't know that's kind of the only time I think but I don't think I've ever flummoxed you really yeah. not yet for me but the thing with Hammer turning into a lizard was probably a main thing yeah so I mean I guess that would be my answer but you know I just sort of I trusted Alex to go with it like I basically you know he ha- it happened he cast a spell on me I was like uh, you know, so when the the guy cast the spell on Hamid, and I was like, "Oh, that reduces him to you know 
mental attributes, oh, that means he's basically an animal. I thought, I just thought in my head, wouldn't it be cool if that interacted with his dragony claws? And I just sort of, I literally winked at Alex and went, are you cool for me to run with this? And he went, yeah. And so I did. Well, it's because you prefaced it with, wouldn't it be cool? When has anyone ever said, wouldn't it be cool? I'm like, no, it wouldn't be cool. Well, I, I, no, I mean, I would, wouldn't it be cool if we were happy? <laughs> 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 now I've flummoxed him. You oh, test his, his me. face is twitching. <laughs> test. Me. I, I, I mean, I didn't say it out loud. I just started doing it, and I thought, you know, this this makes for a, a cool story. And I think, you know, I, like I said, I just trusted Alex to sort of get on board. Um, and I know he w- has probably done the same to me, uh, which I think comes from the improv background, at least partially. Mm-hmm. It's just like that that willingness to just do things. So, like, I don't think it flummoxed him so much as surprised him a little. But like I said, I just, you know, I trust him to go with stuff. And when he throws stuff at me, I think he trusts me to go with it. And I assume that applies to the rest of us as well. I mean, I'm fairly good at catching curveballs, I think. And it's not like any of you has ever said, and Sasha turns out never to have been here at all. She was an ooze in disguise. Like, yeah, that might throw me. Yeah, like, I, I haven't, I haven't ever deliberately tried to flummox you. I, I've sometimes made what I know are bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. And you've been like, are you? Sure. Well, yeah. No, that's that is what she would do. She would try and climb up that thing, even though it is like all covered in oily spikes pointing downwards. That's, <laughs> that's thing. With a big sign that says, "No, Sasha, it's okay. You really don't have to climb this." Yeah. One. <laughs> like, but that's that's again. I think the improv background. Like, it is not in my nature to try and break a story. Yeah. Mm. Although, actually, that would I upset think- me. I, th- I think there is one point where, maybe not flummoxed, but definitely worried Alex was when we went down to the catacombs and almost TPK'd uh, before we got to the bit where he could save us. In, <laughs> in the entire thing, there have been two situations that have thrown me. Oh, and underneath Kew Gardens, right? No, no one oh, okay. underneath Kew Gardens. You almost exactly... just completely murdered us. It went exactly as I predicted. <laughs> so the first time was, yeah, under the catacombs, you can you look you can plan you can plan but once you start factoring in like one in 16,000 chances and stuff it's like there are a lot of ones oh, mm. i have to lean into this and i didn't have a i'd kind of banked on you making it to the chasm in a better state than you were <laughs> basically dying before you'd even made it there yeah that started to throw me a little bit and that that was that was a bad one the most that you've ever ever thrown the campaign off where i threw away hours and hours and hours of prep was I had an entire segment of loads of interesting story, encounters, traps, NPCs in Eiffel's Folly. Uh, mm. See, I but, went down there. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But on my own, What I it? Ca- what? Yeah, A, what it came down to is you'd, you'd have just died on your own. Yeah. And uh, also, I'm a, I'm a great believer in, I don't believe in railroading, and you were doing so well and making all of the right decisions and so on when it was that encounter in the locksmith and everything else. It would have been a punishment to then drag you kicking and screaming to this story segment I prepped. If you had done badly, yeah, you would have gone to Eiffel's you, you would have captured us and yeah, taken absolutely, us Yeah, absolutely. I'd have gone through it. But it, it would have been completely unfair of me for you to do everything right and me go... And then you captured anyway because I prepped this stuff. It's like that's that's bad. I can't do that. But what that did mean is it didn't break the story or anything. Like I, I'm quite I mean, yeah, flexible. There was, there was like that, definitely but... a point where I was almost certain we were about to lose a fight and get captured and taken. But you didn't. There. You, ne- yeah. you never lost a fight. You never made a bad decision. So with that in mind, I guess that's going to get recycled. And yeah, as a as a GM thing, it's not that bad. <laughs> you guys are going to recycle. You arrive in Tokyo <laughs> and the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Tokyo yet? No. I think I think you find the second Eiffel Towers in Las Vegas, guys. Oh. Ooh. So yeah, uh, that threw me. I, I won't lie. That was one where it's I sat down. A very down... tall and narrow pyramid <laughs> <laughs> with a restaurant underneath it. It was just a bit awkward. I had like fifteen pages of prep, and then you went from page one to page fifteen in a single session, and then at the end of it, I was sat there going, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's fine." No, don't it's feel fine. sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, but then he gave us a nice, boring airship ride, and we managed to oh, yeah, make a, bi- a big enough yeah. incident. You mean to where break I gave you something nice? Yeah. You mean I gave you n- something nice once, and you lost a character, <laughs> and a second one followed soon after? <laughs> that was Bertie's fault. Okay, that was Bertie's, with James's fault. <laughs> now this is leading in quite interestingly to a, a, a question that I 
think I know the answer to, but I'll be curious what people how people take it. Has anyone here, this is including you, Helen, ever gotten so emotional during a recording in any way that we had to temporarily stop? So angry, I've been evil and punished you, or sad, or it's been so funny that we've like just had to stop for ages. Like, have there what times have there been where emotion got just too much? Not for me, but I do have a habit, and this is just Ben as a player, to kind of sulk if things don't go entirely my way, which I'm working on. But you might be able to hear the points where I'm just like, well, I'm not going to play anymore. I'll never hear those bits because we just cut them out. Thank you, editors. I definitely was early on like, oh, my character's so crap, I can't win a thing. I think I worked on that over the first, but I I definitely was sulky in the first like few Mm. episodes season i've had quite like an emotional introduction you had, yeah you um, have it's all been really high stakes yeah the second i had to that quickly you turned cope up. with a lot of stuff well um, it, that's what happens when you declare that you're married to a bunch of people <laughs> and it's like oh brilliant here are all of our family problems and you're like oh i should oh, i should have i should have oh, met the parents Lord. first we made oh. that joke about a poly quad and you thought there wouldn't be drama <laughs> <laughs> oh my word oh dear um yeah, I, oh, I don't think I would. I don't think I would ever be in a situation where I'd want to leave. Um, but I don't know if I'm here for another three years. Who knows? Maybe we'll hate each other by the end. He's <laughs> hoping. <laughs> so because it's coming from it's because it's coming from a place of innocence because yeah. she doesn't know. Guys. She doesn't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, she so. thinks she knows because she's heard the edited version, but she doesn't oh. know. We've definitely laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I think I have gotten emotional a lot, especially recently. Like the episode that just aired, which was last week, episode eighty, just before we were recording it. Yes, like that yes, was yes. that was. You know, Hamid was incredibly emotional in that episode. He was very, very strung out, like stressed, dealing with so much stuff. And I'm trying to play that honestly. And so I get, you know, a bit emotional. And it, But more than that, it's not so much for me that, uh, like, I would have to stop because I'm getting over-emotional. And some of the stuff we've recorded since in later episodes, equally, yeah. like, I'm... I, you know, I have to say I'm quite proud of it as an acting performance. You know, mm. I, I put a lot of emotion into it and I find it tiring, but I also love it. Like, you know, I've done Amdram in my in my life and I love that as well. And it's the same experience for me. It's like I, I, I get very tired, but I would never want to stop. And I've really enjoyed being pushed. And some of my favourite role-playing experiences, both in this campaign and in other games I've played, is where I do that and I get very invested and I get really emotional uh, in character and so I don't think I've ever I've, I've never wanted to stop but I have to say one of the great things about this campaign is that we have episode breaks you know mm-hmm. if we record three or four episodes at once we do take you know a five minute break between each episode and sometimes that's been yeah brings you back down incredibly useful to me just to just to step out the room and breathe for five minutes when you know I I have had have gotten and have had to and have enjoyed, nonetheless, putting a lot of emotion into Hamid. Like it can, it can drain me a bit, and I wouldn't want it to stop. And I wouldn't. We, we've never had to stop recording, but you know, the natural episode break has been really useful to just recharge that little bit. So the the episodes uh, with Mister Ceiling, where Sasha underwent quite a bit of loss. Mm. Uh, happened at the same time as, uh, like, very shortly after I'd, I'd attended a surprise funeral. And it was, in many ways, kind of... I think I got quite emotional on that, but it was it was only... It was it was a cathartic thing. But the fact is, is that it was all incredibly genuine. Like, it made, one of the things is that it made it very easy to not overplay it. Yeah. Uh, because you're just like, oh, actually... Um, <laughs> Like, I've got quite a lot in common with this character in terms of struggling to express things. Uh, but I also have some vague, like, sense how you process things if you're not a very overly emotional character. So there's also sort of interesting stuff, like, shortly after that, where Sasha and Zolf had quite a fight in the hotel. And that was genuinely, I think, quite... It was very real for both me and Ben. Like, there was quite a, like... Uh, like two two characters that were quite traumatized in very being, different in, ways in, of processing in very different stages and ways of processing that not communicating but ultimately caring about each other and a lot of those things are 
yeah, like they're they're meaningful. Like the thing is, is that at least for me and I know Bryn, like we came from comedy performance to begin with. I don't know. It just it matters to me that the emotions are real across the entire spectrum. Well, it meant that I felt like I was kicking butt when someone said that like my performance has made them cry. I was like, yes, <laughs> causing pain. I see why you, you see, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's addictive. Mm. Oh, the I, I think it's much more likely that we've had to at least pause a recording briefly because I was laughing too. Oh much. yeah, yeah, like, like oh, a few yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Like if, if I just lose it and get into a yeah. giggle fit, like. Sometimes oh, you, you guys don't want to hear that. So, I think D and D fifth that the barbarian episodes were quite heavily edited. <laughs> like fifty we percent yeah. hysteric. We were very much enjoying it far yeah, too yeah. much. <laughs> and then there was this t- there was this bit a few weeks ago where so we had to do like a silence marker and Lydia was just not having it and made like a weird noise <laughs> and then all yeah, yeah. the rest of us were trying not to laugh in when we were trying to be silent and it was so hard. <laughs> I felt like it was coming out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> And the second, the second, Alex was like, and Mark. And, and we, we all just burst her <laughs> So that leads us on to the perfect question of which has been your favourite special? As in, as individuals, obviously, Helen, you have a quite narrow band from which to choose yes, I from. liked the one I was in. <laughs> uh, yeah, i got to say, um, to be, for me, it was the corporation thing um, because I'm. it was a challenge to GM something and it gave me an appreciation of what Alex does so well. Um, Plus but the power's I, nice, right? I, I'm used to that. Uh, I'm a middle-class white man, Alex. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, it was just like I was. I was quite proud of how it came out, and I think people quite enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, like that was my favorite, just because I'm like, oh, I made a good story, I think, and that was nice. Mm. Uh, the Beowulf one. I just laughed so much playing that game. Um, I loved the the four weird characters we managed to put into our party despite the fact we were all mechanically identical like, and that's, that to me is one of the beauties of role playing is we, we literally had four identical character sheets and we came up with four ridiculous and different <laughs> characters and the interplay and I just it was it was so much fun to record I think that might be the only the only episode where I had more fun recording it than listening to it afterwards <laughs> like because normally like the editing makes us sound better and the background music like makes the story more dramatic and that all improves it but that one well mostly uh, there was just cutting laughter yeah like it was just it was just you know it was just five of us in a room laughing and we're friends and like what's more fun than that yeah I, I, so I, I quite as as I sort of was saying in another answer that might have been cut it's one of the things you have to be careful about in these things like, I, I, <laughs> Sasha has quite a lot in common with me basically because I was a bit of a I, I knew this would be long running so I was like I need to play someone like me so I like the fact that the specials allow me to play people that are completely different um, so I still I loved the Story Jam oh, one you were so good in that <laughs> where Story Jam one where what was it I, I played I had three voices well you had was, a you had a gun that you talked to I, and yeah, a robot I had a talking gun and was followed by no, the a gun robot. didn't talk you just heard its voice in your head no the gun yeah but she gave the, the gun a voice yeah yeah yeah, so I played like the the crazy the well I played the killer, but I played their gun, and I also played the robot with, that was the entire internet. Did you end up hugging a nuclear bomb? As yes, well? I, yeah. and then I rode a nuclear bomb down oh. into the, that, like that, <laughs> and also like Janice on Ice, who was like the most horrendous character, but was something that because it was a short thing, I could throw myself into and and all that. And yeah, like the, the Beowulf one was fantastic, but for and and the corporation thing where I was basically I played a party. <laughs> like, like with with all of them they're great fun um but what i like is the f- oh no and and the the cthulhu the lovecraftian one well, we, 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 that, were, we were awful siblings we were awful siblings <laughs> but like that that character broke my heart like the yeah well it's because when you said you said something along the lines of she basically has the word cult written on her forehead in big neon letters yeah, I mean, because it was everything that she needed yeah, right there she's like a frustrated like you know overly intelligent woman at a time where like like post-war so yeah. there's no men that like there's no men for her to marry and none of them would respect her if she did she's got <laughs> this incredible love for art and theater but she's not able to participate in any of them because she's a class too high to be allowed to do that but too low to be given any freedom and so like the fact that she gets to go off into a Lovecraftian world like she loves it like, <laughs> you know it's just ripe for recruitment it's, like all those things well you've led into another super important question which someone has asked 
let me get this, let me get the tone right. <clears throat> what Olympic routine best embodies Janice on ice? <laughs> it, 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 it'd be the most, like, the most earnest. I can almost imagine it being like, I believe the children are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she believes she's the centre of all meaning, emotion and... <laughs> And love in the world, like she would totally take that and and completely seriously, like Aww. do that. And it would be dressed like, in the flag. Dressed in, <laughs> dressed in the flag. No, that's, that's too much about other people. <laughs> so it would basically be like a wedding people, dress. Yeah. So I have a few last questions to answer, which um, we can get through quite quickly. And then there's one last weird one, which is going to have to be asked. So bear with for that mm. one. Simpler ones. Did we consider renaming Bertie's last episode Bye Bye Bertie? No, that's better. I should have done that. I'm not good at episodes. I'm really bad at episode titles, like atrociously so. And Anil puts me to shame every single week because he listens to the episode and then posts it on the forums. And the episode title that he puts on the forum is inevitably clever, witty, nuanced and everything I'm not. Um, so yes, that is better. I should change that. It won't happen because there's far we, too we much We also got some already. complaints that the episode title was a spoiler. So... Uh... Either way, I'm probably, bad at titles. It probably wouldn't have been the best choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at titles. I'm yeah. bad at titles. And, and to the people who were like, that's ah, a spoiler. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair play. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, if it's any consolation, um, I, I've pu- I punished myself a lot in the early days by having titles with question marks and things that just broke everything <laughs> or weird characters and it just broke the podcast a bunch of times. That's why the episode to date this that's just come out is called What Now? And it's not a question. It's a statement. <laughs> what now? Um, there's one last one, which is a simple answer, which is, do I find it easier or harder to create encounters now the characters are at a higher level? Okay. It's a two-parter. It is easier because I am way less constrained about what I throw at you. There was nothing worse than, ah, oh, you're level one. There's only like three things I can send at you that might not kill everyone immediately. <laughs> the higher the level is, the way more variation I can have. And I can see a cool monster and go, oh, that's too low level. But 30 could be cool. <laughs> um, that said, it also means there's it's more open to variation, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, as an example, it's things like uh, Hamid with Scorching Ray can just get lucky and one-hit KO things sometimes. You did it with the um, with the sort of mouthpiece in Paris, things like that. Like, when people turn up and they have all these wicked bad abilities, yes, you can make the encounter easier, but similarly, it, I find it more fun because, admittedly, it also means that I might make a massive boss <laughs> fight again that doesn't go the way it should. Oh. Hashtag spoilers. <laughs> We'll only destroy it again. <laughs> Test me. Um, build, build better encounters, mate. <laughs> don't, don't build stuff that you know is gonna like. Why? Set why do you off? do nasty things for us? This is why. <laughs> this is why. Guys, we, we are discussing oh, a that hasn't aired. Yeah, I yet. won't cut all So that to out. answer the earlier question, um, <laughs> yes, there will be a, uh, a cult of Mars that will kill everyone because they're evil, and you'll all die, and there'll be thousands of soldiers, and then I'll be ha! There's a boss! Ha! Fireball. <laughs> and then we'll just remind you that you've killed the campaign and thus the series <laughs> yeah anyway um, one last question then which is a question that is kind of a bit like inception-y but bear with it or recursive <laughs> if any of you could ask me a question what would it be as in if is there a question that you've wanted to ask on, on air and get an, and get a genuine answer to should I be worried about the characters from my backstory? Yes. Yes. The yes. Yes. Everything. Yep. All that, of it. I mean, it's interesting that they, that answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. Mm. Oh, I've got one. Um, did you plan anything with the pirate crew that Zolf hung out with? Oh, enormous amounts. Oh, cool, yeah. Just frankly, astonishing I'm, amounts just, of content have now just, been thrown under the bus I'm thanks to both Ben so, and James. I'm so glad. Just, I'm so I, glad that I made Alex huge, Woods work. Oh, just God, vast amazing. reams oh, of invisible so... work have been burnt and right. destroyed Time on the altar of, of loads hubris. of things up for Grizzop and then just retire him. <laughs> <laughs> the pyre of, of destroyed content grows ever larger. So uh, I, I, I have a question. Why? Why? <laughs> That's why, the question. Why, oh why? <laughs> why did you make Liliana engaged to Gideon? Oh my god, you monster. Question mark. 
<laughs> you monster. <laughs> the universe isn't always fair, but the universe is always right. It was the right call and you know it. It was awful for me on every conceivable level. Good. <laughs> That's why. I'm sorry. No, you're not sorry. Not, not sorry. Not not sorry. sorry. And Lyd, anything you've ever wanted to ask on air that I've, I've, that we've never had the chance to? No, not really. Not like I'm. I'm excited by the fact that I don't know a lot about what's going on with Sasha's backstory stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Is is there any way that I I could be a better player? I guess. Oh. <laughs> what a wholesome question. <laughs> I will answer this honestly. If you had an encyclopedic knowledge of the Pathfinder system, <laughs> all of its things, so that at the drop of a hat, I could go, what's this obscure interaction? And you could go, it's a plus two from here, it's a plus three from here, it's a plus two, a minus one. Like, that'd be useful. Yeah, no, it's no, probably no, not, not happening. Yeah, it's probably not worth the, in, the investment. No. Well, there you go then. There, <laughs> you, you had that option. We will reconvene in five years. Ask and a you can ask question, any other questions. Get a wholesome answer. <laughs> <laughs> And we're done. Uh, I would like to dive through a bunch of names quickly and thank people for sending their questions. Thank I you have all. been jumping yes, around. Thanks, so. thank you. And thanks, listeners. You know what? I'm going to pass it to Ben because what? I'm really, really bad at reading names. <gasps> oh, I get to hear Ben reading names in person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben, would you please read us a bunch of names in person? Hello, listeners. <laughs> well, the first one says everyone. So I suppose everyone. Aaron at Frag Monkey. Isaac at Pyralk. Martin at Mart Hill 2112 at Hyos Sorry, that's really, that's a hard one. <laughs> at uh, Dangerfield, J Monkey, a cheerful patron, <laughs> be our guest, mysterious lurker. Ah. This is sounding like really weird beat poetry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the intro to Bertie's ASMR podcast. <laughs> La Celestina, Alexia, it's got three L's, Brian J. Thank you all for asking questions. And there you go. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have to mispronounce anything. I think you could just wrap all the different Patreon thanks that you've made. You could wrap all the different Patreon well, like the poker thanks rap, but... that you've done. Yeah. And that, and that. And then release it as an ASMR, ASMR yeah, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe I should do I'd, an I'd ASMR fall, podcast. I'd fall asleep to that. Yeah. But just to be cruel, I'll go... Hi, everyone. How are you? <laughs> Just every so often. Oh, my gosh. Okay, whilst we discuss the nuances of how to destroy an entire like genre or subgenre on the internet, uh, we'll be back next week with more season break content, and then we will be back in with the full season of the next season, which we've already begun recording, and it's all out of sequence, and I got confused. Bye! Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Over the break. Sometimes <laughs> spaceships go through your mouth what? and then you can't change back. Because it's in the same hyperdimensional We're in the break plane now. as the... What? No. <laughs> but it's gross. <laughs> Animorphs were so terrifying. So it was just like it a was really bag of bullshit just hanging around in yeah, space. Like, like oh, we people. hit a child's organs again. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Mate, the whole thing is based on them. And then th- th- like I've never read re- them. I've only engaged with animals through TV tropes, and even I know how disturbing most of it is. It was so good, though. The, the one the one where they turn into ants and they lose their entire sense of self. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And, I, and poor Tobias gets stuck. Oh, my God! <laughs> There's a bunch where people just die in a distressing yeah. and disturbing like, ways. Yeah. I'm a kestrel now. There's an eagle and a kestrel? I don't know. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all 
wrong. What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.